the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, here to answer your gardening questions when you call us at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Or you can come by Milberger's at 1604 and Bulverde Road. And ask your gardening question in person. There are a lot of people here today, a little more than uh, I'm used to seeing on a Sunday morning, which is good. Maybe people are going to get are in early. Are we plugged in, Mill? We are plugged in, Calvin. Yeah, I can. Why is it good? Did they not go to church or what? I don't know. Maybe they went to early service so they could come over here. Oh, okay. Here, I'll, I'll try to plug you into something else. <laughs> but... Uh... But yeah, come on by, and uh, yeah. if that didn't work, then it's on your end. As I was looking, as I was walking in, I was looking at the plants. Of course, interesting thing, they've got some new transplants. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it does better on plug mill. But <laughs> but anyway, uh, they've got beans. 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 Oh, that's kind of neat. <laughs> Have they ever had beans before? I can't recall them having beans as a transplant. What kind of beans? I don't know. It just said beans. Oh, <laughs> we'll have to ask. We'll have to ask Trace. But uh, the uh, I don't think they've ever had beans. If they, no, I can't if, recall. If they had asked me, I would have said, "Don't grow beans." Why? Because people should go from seed. Oh, they okay. They got different kinds of beans from seed. And at this time of the year, they grow just about as fast as the transplant would go. Oh, really? Okay. Well, uh, we'll any, have to find out from Trace. Anyway, they're, they're good-looking beans. <laughs> and uh, also, they've got a lot of uh, Lajo hot peppers. Largest jalapeno, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Largest jalapeno on earth. And then they've got some uh, real grande gold left. I didn't see any real Grandy Gold hot, but uh, they're all out there, and they've got some pretty good growth on them. Uh, like uh, I originally said uh, a couple of weeks ago, to take to take all the fruit off, uh, it's, uh, so the plant can grow vegetatively right. again. And Trace, with all his experience, yeah, said nobody's going to do that. Right. So now I've trained, changed my story to eat the peppers that are people, on the, People may do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cut all the peppers off and enjoy them. And, uh, and one thing I want to warn you about, the plants are tall, of course. 
Yeah. And it's most most people they get tall tomatoes and plant them deep, plant the stem deep so that it'll root along the stem. Yeah. You don't want to do that with peppers because they oh. will they will not root along the stem. I'm uh, <laughs> I, I'm hearing the uh, conversation, but I'm also hearing the the highway. Is that? Oh no, I don't know what to do about that. <laughs> you shouldn't be. Can't you pot down the pot down the the highway? <laughs> All right, two one. I hope that motorcycle don't come by. I uh, know we get the motorcycle <laughs> and the the person with the loud engine, who I specifically, I'm I'm pretty sure it does that so they can hear their engine on the air. Got that little delay. <laughs> there it is. Oh yeah. Okay. All right, two one zero three. I wish I could take a. You put that screen up there. Yeah. Over there by the citrus, so I can't get a clear shot at the motorcycle. <laughs> uh, is that why? Yeah. <laughs> hey, also, I noticed they put your hibiscus, uh, the ones that he was talking about with the uh, the darker purplish leaves. It looks like yeah. those are the ones that. Yeah. It's got, uh, I stopped and looked at it. It's called Midnight Marvel. Oh, okay. That's nice. Because the, the foliage is uh, dark, uh, dark red or maroon. And uh, I stopped to look at it to see if it was even comparing with flare. But it's got a lot of new buds on it, and uh, the fl- the uh, flower. Look at the flower on flare, down yeah. the, down the road there. Yeah. See, it's kind of droopy and wilted. Yeah. It's they only supposed to last one day. Right. Unless you harvest harvest the bloom in the early morning, and uh, you don't need to put it in water or whatever. Put it in the refrigerator. And they'll stay open into the night of that first day. So uh, I, I, they're wonderful for decorating, uh, especially more grande, especially for decorating hospital rooms or something. When my mother oh, was Oh, yeah, was, that'd be nice. Yeah, when my mother was ill, and she didn't want any water vases on her chest of drawers. She's a little older with them. Uh <laughs> So I would just go out early in the morning and cut the flowers. No no stem, or you can put a little stem on the, not a stem, but a petiole, I guess you call it, uh, on, the, on the flower that you harvest. And then immediately take it in and put it without water on that uh, dresser, on their dresser drawer. Oh, you, okay. You can enjoy those all day long. My... Uh, it was funny when I started working with uh, Dr. McFadden, the breeder of uh, Flair. Uh, I don't know how he he's casually mentioned that one day that uh, the flower will stay open all day, uh, even if you, even without water. And so uh, I said, Dr. McFadden. Why in the hell didn't you mention that a lot earlier, several years earlier? <laughs> <laughs> I said, you are obviously not a promoter of plant material. <laughs> yeah, I don't think his priorities and yours were the same. <laughs> no, uh, uh, uh. Uh, he, he was the one also that uh, it was embarrassed by the color of the flare. And... Uh, 
<laughs> he didn't like it because the color was so neon and gaudy. Yeah. And I told him. I like neon and gaudy. I know. I told him. I said, there's people that paint their houses that color in Texas. And so, so that, that explains why uh, we've been watching for the last day, or I guess it was last weekend too. People stand there and compare those blooms. Yeah. Uh, uh, of the uh, of the uh, uh, midnight marble, even though it has a pretty red foliage, uh, dark, dark, almost maroon. Foliage. It's got a darker red flower too. Yeah, it's the, got a darker red flower. A little smaller. Yeah, and uh, he didn't he didn't like flowers because he didn't like the color. And he was a breeder. He's a breeder of plants. And he didn't like flare because it was practically sterile. And when you're breeding plants, you don't want a sterile plant. (laughs) You want some seed. And he also didn't like flare because it was smaller. And I said, now let me get this straight. (laughs) You've got a, a hibiscus that's smaller practically sterile and grow, glows in the dark bloom and you don't like it i said where, where have you got any where are they yeah. and he had planted three out of a friend of his house uh right outside of somerville tennessee and i loaded him up <laughs> that <laughs> within 30 minutes and we were headed out there to get cuttings and dig a plant or two and it sold over a million dollars worth of nurseries uh, sold over a million dollars within yeah, it's two a, years. We've been watching a move here. I mean, oh, people, yeah. we probably see two to three move out just during the oh. two hours that we're here. Oh, yeah. And uh, they choose it Yeah, over the, the other colors yeah. that they have there. But anyway, um, there's a few left, maybe six or seven, and... Uh, I'll remind you that uh, it looks like it's setting seed, but when you let the seed pod dry out and open it, there's no seed there. No oh, heart, no okay. seed. Okay. But huh. if you open a bunch of those pods, every now and then you'll find a seed. Very rare. But the neat thing about those seed is they come back, they're, they're a seedling, and they come back with a new color of flare hibiscus that has all the characteristics oh. of flare but not neon red so it's good good to play with that's kind of neat you don't want to say seed of more grande because it's quite so so inbred or whatever it uh comes up with weird things hmm. we tr- we tried to grow from seed up at uh, wild seed farm and it was the ugliest thing you ever ugliest oh. things you ever saw but not so with flare. So anyway, but there's only about six or seven left. And uh, I think uh, once they're gone, they're, they're going to be hard to find anymore. Of course, Trace can do the impossible. Sometimes he can. <laughs> but uh, I, would be sh- I would be sure to go ahead and get one now. Speaking of uh, my ruby crush are starting to bloom. All right. All right. Wow. Yeah, they're... Uh, they seem to be, of course, uh, they, they got lucky. They got in uh, <laughs> containers that 
get a little shade. Yeah. And they're uh, doing much off. better than <laughs> than the other uh, tomatoes in, that are in the full sun. Yep. Uh, All right, again, 210-308-8867. There's your guy. I could have got him that time. 210-308-8867. <laughs> I think it would trace mine if I took that. Yeah, I think so. Probably not good for business. No. <laughs> good for my ears. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ever since I got hearing aids. You hear everything. Things like that kill me. Yeah. <laughs> so how how did it affect you with the hearing aids? It, it was the motorcycle noise and that loud noise just yeah. kills me. Every, every yeah, the, <laughs> generally the loudest noise is the one the hearing aid picks up. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it does a good job of picking it up. Uh, looking at Calvin's article here, uh, he mentions uh, in yesterday's paper. He's talking about ground covers. Talks about. Asian jasmine. I hadn't been watered my Asian jasmine, and some of it's died. Hmm. Some of it's died. Well, I, I have surprised the heck out of me that article got the most response as, <laughs> as any in the last three three months. Yeah. And they, uh, so one of the uh, uh, emails I got today had a picture of a, be- a beautiful field of jasmine yeah right and he says well that i over uh i overestimated it its drought tolerance yeah but he he i mean i swear it was three does he, inches does t- he mow his all. he mow it looks like he mowed i mow mine quite every out. time i mow yeah. the grass but it was it was very <laughs> solid but he he waters more than once a week on the <laughs> I, and I told him, I think based on the experience we've had, that yeah, if you you know you just double that three inches to six inches, then you get a really a drought tolerant. But as long as you got the water and some soil underneath, oh there, yeah, that uh, it's it's pretty tolerant of <laughs> being cut pretty low. Yeah, it's growing in soil around my eccentric trees, and uh, and there's no no soil there. It's just now, solid rock. Now, do you? Um, I, I seem to remember uh, in years ago, ten or twelve years ago, that the it wasn't a favorite plant of the deer. No, uh, the deer deer never touched mine until uh, it froze back. I've had some neighbors that have tried, and the deer have taken it out. But uh, established uh, plants. No, brand new. Plant. Oh yeah, brand new ones. But they, but I mean, they, they, they fought with it for a year to keep to yeah protect it. <laughs> they love that new foliage, and uh, like I'll tell you, I, I watch them out the restroom bathroom mm-hmm. window. Now that I'm not Is gunning that, them down. And do they come by and watch you? <laughs> no, I've seen several big bucks out there and everything, and and if you watch them. They're just eating the tips, the new tips, oh, new okay. growing tips. They're getting uh, the, the bucks are getting pretty aggressive now. I was. Oh yeah. My neighbor feeds feeds <laughs> the corn, and he had there was a twelve pointer there today. Oh no. And uh, I I hadn't noticed the twelve pointer before, but he he was making sure everybody there noticed. <laughs> Did he uh, have velvet? They still had velvet. Still had velvet. They still had velvet. Yeah, I saw one out at uh, Stone Oak the other day going to visit my daughter 
and son-in-law, and uh, it was a it was a nice one. It was lots of fawns. Lots yeah, of fawns lots of fawns. Strange with all the drought, uh, I I didn't expect that they'd they'd have such a good crop. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to con uh, convince that my convince my son my uh, son, my grandson that those fawns are tender tender to eat uh, because. You know, you you eat young. What what is it you eat when they're young? Uh, sheep, uh, lambs. <laughs> what is it? I'll and, think of it. And does he? Uh, no, he don't go for that. Uh, smart kiddo. <laughs> but anyway, they're they're cute, and there's been a, a bunch of uh, twins too. Yeah, huh. lots. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, lots of twins. That's odd. Okay. Well, they're eating good. Oh, okay. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867. The number to call to be a part of today's show. Speaking of, of the drought, I, today I got a, a, a picture or a the big drought, uh, the drought monitor focus on a broad scale condition. The local conditions may vary, uh, but that came out in uh, Greg Grant's uh, newsletter, and uh, I had Calvin <laughs> uh, mark where San Antonio is, and the interesting thing is that on the south south end of the county southeast in county uh it's in the severe exceptional drought uh deal and then up in north northeast northwest bear county it's only in <laughs> extreme drought and uh the exceptional drought is all around bear county going up into the hill country and also uh, east of San Antonio. It so, seems odd since we haven't had any rain why why we would not be Chamber of Commerce got to oh, do that. I see. You know another <laughs> another issue uh, I was telling you guys about the reaction a lot of reaction to the article on ground covers. Um, one of the, one of them was uh, th uh, three or four people mentioned Clover, why don't we use clover? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can for two or three days. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's what I was saying. Maybe. Yeah, if you got acid soil, you're, yeah. you you can uh, plant and <laughs> have it survive, but then otherwise. No, it's not going to happen. And our, our horse herb, I haven't seen any sight of that for No, it's, it's, no. it's hunkering down, yeah, waiting yeah. for the rain. Hey, they're, but all, it's they're all in the shade and the air conditioning. Yeah. Uh, it shall return. Don't give up on your horse herb, Evelyn. No. I <laughs> Mine looks beautiful. Does my yours look My nice? wife's been watering. Uh, <laughs> okay. Trace is up on the porch with us. And that keeps hey, the horse herb alive if you water? It does. Good. I'm still alive if you don't. It just doesn't <laughs> look good. Trace, I was telling these guys that the that uh, article that 
we wrote on uh, ground covers has so far has gotten the most response that I've gotten any articles for three months. It surprises me because it's kind of a uh, old, uh, an older topic. You'd, you'd have gotten even more if it w- if it had been more controversial, like you intended. With the oh. with the oh yeah, yeah. with the uh, with the glyphosate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. But they uh, they edited that out. Um, well, you just used the wrong title for Roundup. I don't. I think they would have taken either out. <laughs> no, they would. You could have called it knockout. Nobody known the difference. There you go. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah we're, that's kind of a cute name. All right, let's do this while Trace is uh, handling something. We're going to take a quick break at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Back, on the, back in a moment on The Answer. Let's go down, let's go down, come on down. Oh, sisters, let's go down, down in the river to pray. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, that's Allison Krause. Her yes. birthday was yesterday. She passed. Yeah. No, she didn't. Uh, <laughs> you, you need to start being more careful with that. Uh, you do. <laughs> I found, I found a, a, I know. a note from uh, uh, Johnson City Joe. Yeah, when I was oh. going through some old papers, <laughs> and uh, we we appreciated his his uh, contribution. Yeah, we sure did. I think I, think I told you I. Yeah, I, they. Yeah, so I'd gotten a Facebook thing. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll miss him. Yeah. yeah, he always had good questions. Yes, he did, and uh, good good, good comments, in, good input too. Yep, absolutely. And he would come down. He would drive down here. Yeah, just begrudgingly, but he would drive down here to get plants. I don't know if it was begrudgingly. He never said it was. He did too. He no, said, he didn't. "I'm going to have to drive." Uh, he drive said, "If I have to drive, I just want to make sure they have it." Uh, yeah. That was reasonable. That, that is a very reasonable request. Yeah. Speaking of having things, so Joe, we miss you. Uh, <laughs> Jerry said, "Got a radio got, in heaven?" I don't know. Joe, call us. <laughs> I don't know what the number is from heaven though. Uh, 210-308-8867, Joe. If you remember the number. Uh, the uh, Jerry said you had bean transplants. Yes. What kind of beans? Uh, bush beans. Okay. So what does that mean? I don't. That's uh, that means uh, they're, they're bush fast. beans. I don't know a specific. Oh, okay. They're not. They're, they're labeled as beans. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what Jerry said. And they're not pole beans. <laughs> okay. So they are bush beans. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, and they got some pretty. Uh, what are those plants? Peppers? Are those brand new peppers? A few of them. Okay. Uh, but anyway, we talked about yesterday the uh, the uh, the new uh, got the new uh, new uh, St. Augustine grass in. Uh, we got a letter. I got a note from uh, Arthur Milberger. And he's he uh, announced that yeah. uh, they have a new they've tested a new uh, 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 Saint Augustine grass that they've been working on for ten or fifteen years, and uh, now it's available on the market. It's it's uh, 
let's see, glyphosate. What, what's another name for glyphosate? Uh, well, there's all kinds of uh, products that contain it. Um, yeah. So Roundup, obviously. Knockout would be one that we carry. Well, That's would, a generic version. I would use Knockout yeah. rather than Roundup. Yes. Yeah. You actually get more for your money. Is, is that right? Oh, by far. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's round, uh, Knockout resistant. Uh, in other words, there should never be a problem with weeds. Uh, and interesting enough, they had uh, they tested it. Do they have a question? I'm not sure. <laughs> they tested it in uh, uh, for drought tolerance in Dallas, and they rated it more drought tolerance than Florentown. Huh. And uh, they rated the overall variety with an a much much higher than Floritown, Raleigh, in North Carolina Station U, U University in Ra uh, North Carolina, and Palmetto. I mean, it was twice as drought tolerant as those. Uh, we need, and then they rated it on uh, 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 quality, turf quality. And it rated it against uh, Floritam and Raleigh and Palmetto, and it was probably twice rated twice as high as any of those. So it's a very, it, and they got a picture of Arthur and some of his people standing in it. And we've got some, I talked to Trace, and uh, we've got some planted in our outside uh, uh, demonstration, yeah, demonstration right, patches, out, uh, which is the other side Plots. of the fence. Uh, so you can see it, and Trey says, you can see that it's significantly greener, dark green. And one, one thing is that uh, the bad news is it grows slower. So you won't have to mow it as much. Yeah, that's what they said. It's 50% less mowing or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, the bad news is, <laughs> the bad news is that uh, it's... It, it's uh, now, was that, you know, the uh, slowest growing grass is the zoysia grass. Yeah. But we're still recommending you mow it every week. Yeah. Otherwise, you get it gets yeah. to be so gnarly. It's like <laughs> and, mowing uh, wire. And if you get using a regular mower rather than a real yeah. mower, where, it'll where, stop uh, a regular mower. Regular mower works pretty well if it's sharp and you do it frequently. That's, that's what I mean. But yeah. the minute you get behind, <laughs> and a lot of people, it's so short, it's grows so slowly, they just forget it. You know, just uh, mow it when I can. And that's when it gets too tall. Oh. And when you mow it after it's too tall, it browns it yeah. for very that slow growth. What is causing my browning? <laughs> of course, th th this year it, yeah. it's easy, you know. <laughs> well, you think it could be the 102 degrees every day for <laughs> six weeks? <laughs> the, uh, like I said, the downside of that thing is uh it's very expensive. Patrice has 
a pallet of it in the back, so it's available right now. But it's, uh, I would say, twice as cost twice as much as uh, floor tam and some of the other grasses like that. But for one uh, one time investment, you get what your mo- what your money what you pay for. So uh, we'd like for some of the uh, some of y'all to try it. And uh, you have any more of those? I I guess you could plant it now if you had had some water. But uh, you going you sh- it's 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 not a super grass. It's going to need water to get established. But uh, once it's established, it's uh, pretty pretty free of of problems. Uh, I was looking at uh, if I look in my hand, I'll find that stuff, Calvin. You see me going through my Except papers. With a while you had a with the answer. Like this. <laughs> uh, yeah, you ever ever look for your glasses and you're wearing them? <laughs> we do that I sometimes. But, but I've had a tendency lately to go take a trip to the kitchen or wherever. Yeah, I'm oh yeah. I get there and say, hmm, what, am I <laughs> what did I come in here for? <laughs> and then, uh, then you see, uh, at least you see something that says, well, I didn't come for this, but I'll get a good glass of water. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, again, I, the name of this new grass is Provista. Yeah, and you can find it online. Yeah, and it's online at provistaturf.com. Pretty good. And I think it's got pictures and everything else on there. I haven't looked. But uh, this note was from Arthur Melberger on Saturday, last Saturday, this Saturday, 23rd. It said, uh, please share with Dr. Calvin. Provista is the new Scots. That's why it's so expensive. Scots fertilizer is yeah. expensive. Okay. That is the most shade and drought tolerant St. Augustine. Better than Floretown. I can't believe you put that in. I'm going to write him back. <laughs> you be, should. Don't be bad mouth. You should get moment. angry. Get don't angry and write him. You know what? what get furious. <laughs> what grass did they use to make uh, Roundup resistant? Floretown. Oh, okay. Right. Th- they use that to make it make it Roundup resistant. Better than Floretown. <laughs> You're pretty big on that Floretown. I know it. See charts below, and he sent some of some charts. He's Arthur writes. I finally found a really good St. Augustine after 75 years in business. Also, glyphosate resistant, but that's an option for the professionals. Trace is on board, on board, and I have 10 growers all over Texas. So look at that and see if you're willing to pay the price. Oh, good. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. The number to call to be a part of the show. Trace putting out uh, <laughs> fires and answering questions, and now he's back. No fires, though. Probably just questions. Just questions. Good. No fires is a good thing. Anything you want to talk about? Mm. Like, did they have a question that a lot of people have? Or? Well, let's... Let's just remind everybody well, while Terry so Trace is thinking about it that we've got uh, hu- uh, huge supplies of uh, 
uh, butterfly plants here. I'm looking at the about six rows of uh, tropical milkweed. Uh, half of them are in bloom. Good, good uh, size. Now we we talked about yesterday that we're not sure it's desirable for monarchs to lay eggs late in the season, little you know, in October or November. But the the one thing that also will lay on uh, on the uh, uh, queen the queen butterflies, which are closely related, they'll lay eggs on these uh, uh, tropical milkweeds too, and they're and they're in our landscapes. Plus, these uh, these are attractive plants. Tropical milkweed is uh, easy to grow and uh, an attractive plant, and uh, basically a constant bloomer. And yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend that I did this in conjunction with the uh, monarch <laughs> shortage. <laughs> yes. that, that's not the right word. They've been declared an endangered species. Yes. Yeah. Well, we. It's a, a bit of a. We're trying to figure out. Uh, whether we will contribute to the uh, the problem or uh, just be a, a neutral, uh, because if the the monarchs that are in San Antonio late in the season, if it's too late for their young to develop and make it down to the wintering ground, then it doesn't contribute uh, numbers that we're trying to get. Mm-hmm. But then again, but we may not get cold enough to do anything till January. So no. but, the, but the one thing, then next spring, next spring it is important that we have blooming. And uh, tropical milkweed are the one you can most count on to be uh, Will it blooming early. Yeah, and, and overwintering. Oh, okay. In my neighborhood, the only ones that overwintered were the tropical. some of the tropical milkweed. So, so those white ones didn't make it? Yeah, I was really disappointed. Yeah, because uh, they were lo- uh, looking good and had, had made it a number of years. You you don't think maybe the people will go out in November and cut all those blooms uh, off, or not all the foliage? Not a chance. In my <laughs> in my yard, you'd have to leave a couple of days early and camp out to find them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the other other thing, uh, the uh, porterweed. Yeah. You're looking for something special that attracts not just the butterflies, but also uh, hummingbirds and bees. That tropical milkweed, uh, the red-flowered version. Yeah. And I think there's still a few purple flowers. Well, we can't hear you. And, uh, <laughs> and, then, and then, of course, we've got mist. There he is. Obviously, I can't hear you either. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, so you said we had a f- few purple or something? Well, I was hoping. No, you keep looking over there, <laughs> but, you're not, but we can't hear you when you talk to the plants. <laughs> okay. Uh, the uh, interesting, yeah. No. The, the interesting thing is, the tropical butterfly weed and the dwarf red porter weed are for sale at the same price. Uh, and they were number one regularly eight ninety nine, both of them. On sale for seven eighty eight, or if Milton wants to buy three for twenty one dollars. Now didn't y'all didn't y'all tell me that uh, 
if you want to drive by four, it's twenty-one dollars. No, we told you they were seven dollars, seven dollars each. If oh, okay. Once seven you get over three, eight. they become seven dollars each. Oh, okay, I, I did that on purpose so he wouldn't be round having to round. <laughs> no, no. Now, now he's now he's trying to say no matter how many you buy, they're twenty-one dollars. So there you go. It's like no, no. <laughs> You know, I bring a lot of people in. That yeah, might. <laughs> Evelyn, no, you know, well, what, once you get past the three, they're seven dollars each. Yes. So four is twenty-eight, and then yes, sir. You're gonna make me do math. I'm glad you. I'm glad you. Jerry, looking for something. That's why Jerry's nursery never really worked uh. out. <laughs> <laughs> it was. And I don't know why we've sold sixty of those and only made twenty dollars. <laughs> this nursery thing is not working. All right, uh, we have Evelyn on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi there, Evelyn. What you doing today? I'm resting a little bit. <laughs> Anyhow, I want to make a little comment. Pick on sure. about the Parsons. Go uh, ahead. <laughs> I heard your little comment about the horse herb earlier. Oh, good. And don't you don't you worry. It's coming back. Oh, yes, with vengeance. Anyhow, you need to go out there and do a rain dance for us to get some, uh, yeah, so we ahead, get some rain. He'll fall and he won't go get back up. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, we need some rain in a bad way. Oh, yeah. That's the truth, yep. Okay, We're I still have... I'm sorry. Let's be positive. In a good way, we need some rain, yeah. Yes, we do. Everything's she's, burning up. She's positive that we need rain. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Anyhow, I still have snapdragons, and they're starting to bloom again. Are they going to last till fall, or are they going to finally dry up, or what? Do I keep watering them and hope they'll last till fall, or what do I do? Are they? Are they? Uh, I'm assuming they're in the shade. Uh, not really. <laughs> well, in the morning, most of the morning they're in the sun. All right. So and the normal, the normal thing that takes out snapdragons, other than the nighttime heat is a rust fungus yeah so as long as it doesn't keep rain and start raining or that you overhead irrigate you stand a chance i actually had some snapdragons that stayed alive for three years mm. oh wow uh, in a planter that was neglected on purpose <laughs> yeah well they never lasted this long for me either and well, they, they don't normally normally one of those two things gets them either the the nighttime heat or the uh the rust fungus are, okay, you so are you removing the spent flowers? Yes, I did. Oh, and okay, that's when they started good. blooming again. Nah. Not a whole lot, but uh, the bright oh. yellow, they're pretty. They really stand out. They'll, uh, hey, Evelyn, do you remember yeah. our original radio professional before Milton? Uh-oh. There wasn't anybody before Milton. What no. was his name? B.M. J. Philip Anderson. Huh? Hey, it's B. J. Philip Anderson. Before Milton. Hey, that was... That was his deal, snapdragons. He he just made a big. If they, if they may if they lived three months longer than anybody else's, and the guy he was uh, happy with it. But uh, now you some, are you talking about the taller snapdragons? Or are you talking about the? Uh, no, I'm talking about the. Re- Taller, regular snapdragons. Oh, okay. don't, don't be pointing out there, Jerry. There's no snapdragons <laughs> out there. Well, there used to be. <laughs> Six months ago. Yeah. Unless <laughs> he's yeah. talking about our Angelonia. There you go. Uh, yeah. uh, that, that nickname is Summer Snapdragons. So yeah. Well, right, those, I don't back. have those anymore, so I don't know. Yeah. Those are performing really well for my wife. She's got those with some Blackfoot Daisy. All right. Uh, beautiful planter. Are they? Are you got hummingbirds on them? 
Yes, I do. I have two hummingbirds, and they're fighting over the feeder back and forth and buzzing around me. It almost run into me one day. and But anyhow, I had a, a geranium, too. That died on me. Then I had a, a lettuce leaf begonia. Well, that's dying on me, so I don't know what's going on. I guess maybe I'm next. <laughs> Who knows? Uh-oh. No. No, you're not allowed. No. <laughs> we need you on the show. <laughs> okay, so I can pick it's one. A, it's Parsons. a strange year because the <laughs> yes, it is. It's very humming, strange. You know, we got that hundred degree heat, and there's my yard. I don't see any blade of grass anywhere. It's all dirt, but all these twin uh, fawns. With <laughs> I think Trace was talking about, and and uh, large numbers, and then the hummingbirds are everywhere. Yeah, this year. yeah, I saw those. Let's see. When is that uh, Rockport? Hummingbird festival. That's in September. September sometime or first of October. Okay. September I think. All right. Evelyn, we gotta take a break, okay? Okay. I thank you. you it was know, good to talk well. to you, Evelyn. Thanks for calling. Stay right. well. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. Be back in a moment. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is broadcast live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, sixteen oh four on Boulevardy Road. And you're listening to nine thirty AM the answer. Day for supper time, she'd go down by the truck patch and pick her mess of poke salad and carry it home in a toast sack. Poke salad, Annie. The kids got your granny. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Hey, welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Before we get to our next caller, we'll remind you about if you've got a pests that are bugging you if you need a great exterminator you need to call spider-man termite and pest control warren remy and the gang over there have been doing this since 1976 and they've got folks in fact it's really cool if you go on the internet and read the google reviews you find people that have been with them almost that time uh, almost that long that are that wanted to write a review about them uh, because they absolutely love warren remy and spider-man pest control it's why i say that they're oftentimes the last pest control company you get because uh uh, they do a great job, and uh, they know what they're doing. They make you part of the process, so you're well-educated on what you're doing. Uh, and uh, they look at things holistically. So they're looking at not only what's, uh, what the problem is. You, you know, you've got ants. They, they can see that. You can see that. But why you've got ants? Maybe they're coming in from a certain place. Maybe you need to treat uh, rather than just spray the house. You need to treat outside, too. So, well, I don't know. Maybe not. Well, I don't know. Where they come in? I'm gonna I'm gonna trust Warren on that. I don't know. What does he say? Maybe they're coming in for water. It's kind of hot out here. You know, ants want water. Yeah, ants want water too. Does don't be mean, calling me a slob in my <laughs> house because. Nah, anyway, does, does that mean you've got a leak? No, you have water in the sink. You have a little cup in the water, and you're soaking something overnight. Oh. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I'm just saying. Well, yeah. actually, all you have to do is have uh, you feed dogs on the side. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, true, too. And they, uh, I don't know about yours, but mine aren't exactly neat. Oh. <laughs> well, if you want to get rid of them, you call Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. If you want more of them, you call Jerry. He'll tell you what you can do to, to <laughs> have some. dropping your food on the floor. 210-656-3721. Well, if you grab it and eat it real quick. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 210-656-3721. 21 online at GhostSpiderManPest.com. All right, we got uh, a caller, and then we'll talk to Mark. Susan is on the line. Hi, Susan. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Hello. So nice to talk to you. 
I want to say y'all are so much fun to listen to. It, <laughs> I've gotten to where I make sure I listen both days. Oh, week. thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. God bless you. And I wanted to ask, first of all, I live um, in an apartment complex. I've lived here 16 years, and um, it's over like the Bitters Blanco area. Yeah. And I used to have plants, and then they froze, and mm. I'm trying to do something with the with the soil. Uh, there's soil, and then there's river rock. Um <laughs> Can I ask about these ball moths? What about it? About it killing about your trees? It? It's killing yes, your trees? they're moving from tree to tree to tree to tree, and they're kind of like going up. You know how they go up the side of the tree or through yeah. the middle? Yeah, it's terrible. And the guys well, cut side, it off. The side of go the ahead. tree. Is it ball moths we're actually talking about? Because if it's on the side yes. of a tree, that would be a lichen. No, it, it's a it's a ball. Okay, just to make sure we're all on the same page. <laughs> okay, I think that's ball moss, isn't it? Uh, if it's a ball, it's oh. ball moss. If it's just crinkly <laughs> stuff, that's lichens. Some no, it's not lichen. Lichen, no. No. Uh, <laughs> no. Susan said you were funny. Don't don't push it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, what about it, Susan? Well, what can be done about that, or how do they? You know, I, I want to give some information to the uh, manager to help him do something about that because we certainly aren't watering right now. And these yeah. are gorgeous oak trees. I just hate to see see us lose them. Well, they're not. They're not. The uh, ball moss is not related to you losing any oak trees. It, it's, it's just a secondary. Uh, the this, the same things that are are contributing to your oak trees stop being their growth, uh-huh. you know, they'll just run out of soil or run out of water. Um, ball moss is growing on those oak trees because they have stopped growing. The, the air in the middle of the trees is uh, relatively moist, and it's... Uh, it's humid and no stagnant. Wind. Yeah, and there's no wind, and so it just grows there. And, uh, uh, you know, it's easy, or we... It seems like it's contributing to uh, the lack of growth of the trees, but it really isn't. It gets all its nutrients from the air yeah. and water from the air. So really? when it's more humid, you're going to get more of an explosion of it. 99% of the time, it's growing on dead wood. Not the wo- oh, not, dear. Not actually causing the branch to die, but the branch is already dead, and it... And it but it, and Eddie, uh, Trace made a good point on the growing on dead wood, because it'll also even grow on uh, utility Tele- telephone wires. Telephone poles, yeah. Fence, I've seen it on fences even. Uh, I, I've seen more on crepe myrtle. You think that's yeah. from trees? The trees kill those that part of the trees? Well, no. No. You're just, you're well, just suffering with the sun and the heat, or the well, yeah. If you don't have any soil, you can't. Oh. You can't well, yeah, where she's that's rocky, but uh, yeah. I'll, I'll put money on it. They're watering the grass, but never taking time to water the trees. Correct. So somebody needs they're not to even watering grass around here. Okay, Nothing. well somebody somebody needs to, uh, and then actually, well, you know, even a hundred year old tree with this kind of weather pattern we've had is going to want to many hundreds of gallons of water uh, once a month. 
It'll take whatever you give it. Okay. But, but the tree needs deep water, unlike grass, the shallow right. water. Right. So that might be a good, if you want a positive thing to do, uh, to, to promote the idea of helping those trees survive. Uh, this, well, I'm going to tell drought. them about your tree, tree hugger sprinklers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that's not a bad a idea. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. That would help. Whatever water okay. is available. I appreciate that. That explains okay. that. Good. What about a ground cover? Because there's an area out here in front of my apartment where there's river rock and there's a little walkway, but there's a part that doesn't have, doesn't grow much. It was growing a little bit of clover, but that's died out. What what is, how much it? how much light do you get there? Quite a bit, but it also you know you, you know what I'm looking at right here is the dwarf ruellia, dwarf uh, Mexican petunia, and and uh, well either the blue flowers or the pink flowers and nice foliage, yeah. and they are and they're not well taken over, but they're <laughs> they're lush enough to really make an impact. And they they okay. spread slowly. And, and yeah, they, and they will eventually come up in the rock too. Oh, yeah. So uh, you, oh, that you, plant, you, plant, you plant one, and eventually the whole bed will be that. Yeah, and they and they uh, appreciate whatever is available yeah. and adjust to whatever the environment is. Yeah. Where is the uh, dead area? Is it in your yard or is it in your? It's right up sidewalk? next to. Right up next to the apartment and between my apartment and the little walkway. Okay. So Mexican petunia is uh, super durable. I mean, it's one of those plants you got to try to kill it to kill it, and even then you might be unsuccessful. <laughs> but what is the ultimate? Uh, another one you might consider would be the uh, purple heart. There you go. That's also another one. I mean, you literally have to try to kill it to yeah, kill it, and you're still <laughs> probably going to be yeah. unsuccessful. Yeah. So if you want pretty blooms, do the Mexican petunia. If you want pretty foliage, do the do the purple heart. And and, and both of them are capable of uh, surviving the freezes like we've yeah. had, and the droughts. Oh, just, just not me. I think I killed purple heart. They they make fun oh, of me okay. because of that. I don't think. Okay. You did that. It'll be Susan, we need we got about a minute. We need to run. Okay. Okay. Can I ask one more question? One well, you more. can, but we're not going to have probably time to answer it. Okay, I, well, let me just say this. Y'all play great music, and I appreciate y'all. Oh, for thank all, you. All you say. All right. God bless you guys. Thank you. You too. Good Thanks. luck on your plants. Thanks, Susan. You take care. All right, we'll take a break. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Uh, we appreciate Susan's nice comments. That was nice. We hope you enjoy. Well, they the were good too. questions. Yeah, so. they were actually, uh, and I'm, and I bet you a lot of people are seeing the exact same things. Well, uh, it's just ama- just amazing. It's consistent with this. Uh, a lot of reaction yeah. to ground covers. Yeah. Uh, so thank you, Susan. We'll take a break. Be back in a moment on 9:30 a.m. This is the answer. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Do we want to talk to Mark? 
What you say, Mark? How you doing, man? Get that mic. Get the mic, Mark. What? Hit the light? Get the mic. Oh, hit the mic. Mic, Mark. No, no, get the mic, Uh, Mark. Oh, well, (laughs) be specific, please. I'm (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm not so bright. I'll try to answer. Can Mark make a little summary of what we've been talking about? Uh, uh, So so we were discussing here uh, wind is the time to prune oak trees to prevent oak wilt. And city ordinance, which I patted myself on the back, I wrote most of everybody's ordinance here in this area, um, states you may prune any time, but, and that's a big but, you must paint within 30 minutes. And then some of the other cities, uh, the suburbs went and, and added additionally dates. But if you paint when uh, when you paint all your pruning wounds, then that's one hundred percent successful in preventing oak wilt. I told you the story, didn't I, of my neighbor that uh, that I uh, he he went ahead and pruned and didn't didn't paint, and so I went next door and and complained to him. So uh, about four hours later, I went out and looked there. And he had used purple latex paint to all, right. all the wounds. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Doesn't matter what color. Doesn't matter if it's oil or latex. Just has to be on there. When did Jerry move away from your neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember those days. I like that purple uh, and orange. and uh, yeah. But then you had an interesting, Calvin had an interesting question. Well, when's, uh, when's, uh, when does, how cold does it have to get? And to prevent the insect vectors, well, that's a good question because about about 60, a little below 60, I think is what we have done. I usually have looked at the research for the, the opposite uh-huh. end. So, but in the wintertime, so if you've had some cold weather, you're probably okay, right? Yes. Because it doesn't quickly, you know, two days later. It's no, not- no, 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 not, nothing. It's, a, it's always a gradual dip on that. Um, so, yeah. Here's but, what the Texas Forest Service says. Oh, my old employer. Yeah. I don't like the new name. I, I, I never <laughs> what's, have. what's the new name? Texas A&M Forest Service. Oh. Uh, well, really? I, I like, yes, we were part of the system, but I liked kind of the idea that we're for all Texans, the Texas Forest there Service. You go. All right. But see where it says that when it's hot? Yeah, the hottest part of summer is a good time to prune live oaks, yes. So when it gets above 95 degrees, the fungus dies. There you go. That's what and, I was trying to tell you. And then what we're worried about in the wintertime or fall in spring yeah. is the vectors. So the spring's the worst time for three reasons. The insects are there at greatest population levels. The fungi is at its greatest population level. Yeah. And the tree's most susceptible. And so that's when we really don't want to do it. We don't. I would really imagine, don't want you to prune in the winter. I would spring. imagine the spores are probably dead by now. I would agree. So, <laughs> so, so the reason I don't like dates is this year. Yeah, you could have started pruning in about the first week of May. That's right. When it, when it got above ninety-five degrees, it's it's good to go. You got to be careful. You could out outsmart yourself. Uh, yeah. Hey, um, that would never happen in this group. How right about here. how about uh, another complex issue? We've we've had questions on the uh, ball moss. Just remind oh. us what your your thinking on ball moss is, uh, Mark. 
based on your vast <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. Uh, <laughs> Look at that, Jerry. I guess. Uh, how, how funny and how deep we want to go into this. <laughs> no, ball moss is not a parasite. Ball moss is an epiphyte. It's just hanging on the tree. Hanging just around. doing its thing. Um, I had another question, and on that note, I had another question yesterday about that, all this ashy gray stuff that's hanging on the tree. Yeah. So I had a lichen. Oh, okay. Lichen. Well, we've had. Some people don't like it, though. We, no, no, we've no, no, had, no, I like that uh, lichen. Every, week, every day of the week, <laughs> last few weekends, we've had Never people old. Drag, <laughs> drag it in. Lichen in. So here's the, not, here's the thing you tell people. Lichen is very sensitive to air pollution. So if they have it on their trees, that means their air is pretty clean in that area. And, and they should hurt. always have it on their trees. And it's not hurting their trees. It's not hurting the trees. No, now I suddenly remember Trace and I were laughing because we both forgot why I should come today and, and chat. There are questions that arose yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Well, one of them I remember was sudden limb drop. Oh, you're yeah. very good on that, uh-huh. sudden limb drop. <laughs> and I was waiting for her to go. She said it sounded like a car. Yeah. Car wreck. I said, man, it really sounds like a rifle shot. Is uh, what it really sounds like <laughs> when it. When I could it falls be living out. in her backyard. Or something. <clears throat> no, no. <laughs> but uh, uh, it, this is sudden lind drop. It occurs, and oh, it was like perfect. She described it perfectly. It was very hot and quiet, and no wind. Yeah. And I went, well, there you go. Uh, but so what it, causes it? No one really knows. There you go. Uh, the researcher, there's a lot of PhDs involved. Of course. Candidates, PhD candidates. And involved. if you give them a grant the, or something, they'll just even like work Oak hard. Wilt, there were yeah. a lot of PhDs that came out studying Oak Wilt. But uh, cottonwoods, sycamores, red oaks. Yeah. Now, I, I didn't know oh, if she okay. was talking about a red oak or a live oak yesterday. I, I kind of assumed it was a live oak, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. Well, f- surprising, live oaks are showing a lot of the bre- breakage this year, which surprised me in, in my neighborhood, too. I mean, I, you know, I always have to look twice. That can't be a live uh-huh. oak that's doing that. They uh-huh. never break. So so occasionally they do. It's, it's a lot more. It occurs more often with the red oaks. And yeah. our pecans, of course. Yeah. Um, and and well, pecans, pecans. I always like to say pecans fell two minutes before they died or two minutes <laughs> after they died. Uh, they're, they're very weak. Yes, they're weak. They, and they fall very quickly. Yeah. Uh, Milton was looking at me. Quizzically. No, I was trying to figure it out. It was, he looked at everybody like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that was yesterday. That was towards the end of the program. I went, oh, well, I'll have to just wander on by. There you uh, go. Because that, that's a, a phenomenon that occurs during drought, during hot weather, during weather that uh, not necessarily windy. That's why it's unusual. You know, on the uh, ball moss, we always uh, kind of end that with bringing up the fact that you uh, utility wires and fences that'll even grow. Oh uh, yeah, I, 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 have, yeah. I have lovely pictures of wrought iron fences that would. Sent to me by a frequent listener Ple- here. Pleasanton, Texas should be the uh, ball moss capital. Oh, yeah, because, well, this is, anybody who's gone down to Pleasanton, when you get off the highway and turn it on the 97 into town, there's like three huge power lines covered. I mean, covered with ball moss. And it's like, there you go. Um, hmm. It's not It's not a uh, parasite. It's an epiphyte. Like just sucking that electricity out of those yeah, wires. Just what it's doing. It right out. It's, it, I'm sure uh, ERCOT should be looking into that. Yeah, maybe what's the or problem? Maybe it's an alien event. Uh, uh, alien. Uh, 
You've said too much. I, hey, hey, hey. I looked up. After Jerry's our... description, we have folks from outer space that are coming and landing in Pleasanton. Uh. They're going to see all the gophers, the cut ants. They're going to go back and go. They got gophers, cut ants, <laughs> what else? And then sticker burrs, yeah. yeah. I okay. Got, I got some information from one of Sorry, the experts in the area. Oh, that's the other thing. really hot weather. Which one, which one is this? So uh, the, I just, I just uh, laughed yesterday because I know Arthur. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, I was just laughing at the, the, new, the new turf. Uh, what do we got here? Look who wrote that. It's top it's, of the Oh my my uh, little yeah. buddy! There you go. Uh, one of my, my one of my new, consultants wrote this. That's in your newsletter, isn't it? Uh, uh, well, no. I, what I do is uh, Milberger's newsletter. No. They they request that they can use articles, and I said okay. sure. It's this one is not necessarily in the weekly one. Oh, okay. This is a past archive, and people can go into the archives and look. Uh, anything on just much like plant answers there you go you just type in your 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 query and a lot of questions will come up so same thing uh you can put in so this is uh my certified arborist david abrego uh summer season is summer is the pruning season for oaks the really hot weather of July, or we could add May now in June. The really hot weather of July and August is good opportunity to give our oaks a little trim. Yeah, I always like to tell them, uh, don't, don't use the word trim. It's prune. prune. <laughs> Trimming is on Christmas hams. Yeah. Uh, while it's always a good idea to fetch paint, fresh wounds with an oil or latex paint, the heat of the summer actually helps protect against oak growth. That's there correct. You go. That's what there I is was little saying. or That's no true. fungus out there right now. There you go. That's why we haven't had any so uh, any yeah. problems with so, the tomatoes yeah. and everything else. Just like plant answers, if you have questions about plants or activities um, in plant answers, you just put type type it in in the search engine and it'll come up. And same thing for us in our articles. If you type in the word or whatever you're looking for, it will, it will come up with past articles. Yeah. And that happened to be one by David. Where Abrego. is that? Where, where is that? That, that is at the site that, Milton, would you like to give it to us? Essay. No. You no. said sanantoniogardeningstyle.com. That's correct. Okay. Or San Antonio or SA. Garden style, oh, okay. SA. But you always okay. correct me when I say I know. I, I do. I just, I just try to keep it out of your toes. Okay. Well, the good news is if you get anywhere close, it'll find yeah. you. Yeah, or you can just Google yeah, it. That, uh, we have a wonderful conservation or, or communication department, and they they actually bought SA or San Antonio smart. or uh, what was GSSA. I think that if you just put that in, it comes up too. So. They were very smart to get all the domain names. Yeah. Did I say that right? Domain yeah. names? I think you did. All right. Uh, just quickly. Oh, I'm waiting for this shade tolerance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, We've heard that before. Haven't yeah, we? I heard that before. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, what now what's it called? It's called Pro Vista. And I should know it because I talked at length with these guys. Last year's Texas Nurserymen and Landscape yeah. Association meeting, Expo. In August, and I talked to them at length on that. So I'm glad that you know, they're working on it and yeah, putting it it's, out. It's expensive. But it's right I, here. I will reserve. It, Mark. 
Sorry? Uh, they've they, got they a, did, they, did they finally put it out? Yeah. Okay, yeah, great. Display. It's uh, so it's right here. Um, now, FJ Select is in the front corner. So you can look at that one and then compare with this new Pro Vista. And then, of course, Palisades is the old standby for shade tolerance. You, I'll give you the data that you sent me. And I did have to correct one thing because that's what it was yesterday. Calvin had mentioned the Great Saw study, which that was my first job. We oh, saw it when, wow. I took, when, I, when I took saw it, I started managing that study. So, uh, Fortam was the only St. Augustine that made 60 days without any water right. on 18 inches of soil. Yeah. It outcompeted some Bermudas. Yeah. Do you like, do, is yours in the shade? Uh, my front yard uh, is in the sun. Yeah. So, it is one of the few St. Augustines I go... You got sun? You want to stay in Augustine? Floritam is is your grass of choice. It, but they're getting it, it. It just outcompetes and outgrows. But they're getting, They seem to be getting the uh, advocates of Floritam seem to be getting a little nervous about all these years of of the outstanding performance and very a whole bunch of dealers and variations yeah. and things. So uh, it sounded like. Uh, yeah. Uh, Arthur Milberger was uh, happy to have some of these uh, alternatives. Something else uh, to, yeah. to go back to. It's interesting. In shade, uh, when they tested for shade tolerance, they didn't include Florida. Yeah, that, that, that struck me. Uh, uh, yesterday it's, I was riding around listening to Jerry yeah. and Calvin and Milton, and that struck me. But uh, I guess they assumed or figured that it's common knowledge that uh, lower time doesn't do well in the shade. Oh, I would. Always, I always argued semantics is everything. Yeah. It does better in the sun. And go. I would never mention the other part. <laughs> it does better in the sun. Huh. All right, let's take a quick break, and then maybe we can ask this man's answer this man's question off the air. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Two one zero three zero eight. 8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on, uh, what are we on? 9.30 a.m., The Answer. (laughs) Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Don't forget, we uh, mentioned it, someone, uh, Susan mentioned it, with that tree hugger sprinkler. You want to take care of that tree, get it watered, get it watered efficiently, use that water well. Tree hugger sprinklers will help you with that. Uh, they have them right here at Millburgers and HEB. Uh, but uh, we, uh, it's a real new, interesting product. It's uh, plastic, hard plastic, and it uh, has a little hinge on it, so it allows you to wrap it around the base of the tree. And then you control the amount of water through a little valve. So you can do uh, the root ball with just a little bit of water, or if you needed to do more, you can do the drip line as well. Uh, so uh, check it out right here at Millburgers. It's the Tree Hugger Sprinkler, uh, and you can go to treehuggersprinklers.com, winner of the 2021 Pinnacle Award for Best New Product. Check out that Tree Hugger Sprinkler. You'll like it. 210-308-8867. <coughs> me. 210-308-8867. All right. Did you want to ask the rest of your questions on the air? Okay, grab that mic. You'll be on the air and they'll 
Oh, good. Okay. A lot of folks have planted. That means you didn't like your other questions. You believe you said that? That was so rude. Yes, sir. How can we help you? Yeah, uh, we have uh, raised beds, and it's in full sun, and we have good soil. Things went really well last year. Surprised at how poorly the tomatoes did this year, along with some other stuff. And I was wondering if my wife overwatered. I should note my wife has never listens to this show, so I could talk about it freely. All right. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure you can overwater a well-drained when it's okay. 102 degrees. Like so it was really more the heat? Yeah. My, I'm seeing this. Jerry and I were talking about this this morning. The I've got mine in big whiskey barrel-sized containers, and if they're in those containers that are in the partial shade are doing fine. Those that are out in the sun are just hanging on. If they, And, and I, I think yours are probably doing the same thing. It was full sun. It was full sun. Yeah. So it may have just been the heat. I think, I think you may just have to... Wait, tolerate uh, them sitting for a while. The, the, the good news is they'll they'll de- develop some roots, and they'll be ready for action if we ever get cool enough. Well, we're got, see, we, we pulled all the tomato plants out. The old ones? Yeah, and so, uh, like, I guess last week, I think last weekend, and so now we're getting ready to put the new ones in. Yeah. Um, rotation for next year? So where what would you put where the tomatoes were this year? And I, we have another planting. But when we're done in the fall, so next spring, what should we put where in the bed? And there's eight beds. So in the two beds where there are tomatoes, what should we put in there next year before we rotate two years from now tomatoes well, back you, in there? Well, if you got the space for it, you just, oh, you do any, any time. Most of us have to put the same thing over and over. Yeah, you don't rotate. Yeah. You don't need to rotate. Garden. Good. But, uh, but you know the winter garden. You know you got your broccoli and sure. your radishes and all that jazz. Rutabagas, broccoli, got it, got it. Got it. All, all of broccoli. which we like. Yeah, yeah. Broccoli and cauliflower. Yeah. But they they plant plants won't be ready until uh, mid August, mid to late August. Yes. It's hard to believe, isn't it, that we're we're what we're a month away from planting broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. they they'll have gallons. They'll have gallon containers of uh, t- uh, tomatoes. Sure. Uh, yeah. I bet Trace ordered them today. But check check with them sure. next week, yeah. middle of next week. And the last question, I don't know if you can answer on air, uh, looking for a, a really good landscape architect, a legitimate licensed landscape architect as opposed to? Well, we can, we can list some names. There's a lot of good ones for sure. I'll take it offline so I write it down. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. you. Jesus does my landscaping. Say, say again. Jesus does my landscaping. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I said Jesus does my landscaping. Okay. Yeah. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight. John Troy and Terry Lewis. Yeah. All right, you you help him, and then we can address that. What else you got over there? <laughs> oh. All right, you got something? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he asked about. Uh, and I think they may have a list, too, here at the nursery that they. Oh, okay. Huh. Uh, okay. Okay. He asked, <laughs> he asked about uh, what's wrong with my. Or Nellie or Stevens Holly. 
The plant beside it has some diseased leaves. I tried insecticide and fertilizer. Okay. It's a holly, Milton. Yeah. And it's dying. What's wrong with it? Not enough water. There you go. Wow. <laughs> Neil says, I've been growing Nellar Stevens hollies in Texas for more than 50 years. I can guarantee that it's not an insect or disease-related plant. Well, that's why we recommend hollies, people. Yeah. They don't freeze. Right. And but and you and you they're practically indestructible. These these plants got too dry, just like you said, Miss. Well, Neil and I are on the same page. <laughs> I probably have 40 of these plants around our house right now. And I've seen this happen on several occasions. Twice when I didn't get out, get them out of their pots and planted quickly enough. And several times when a sprinkler head malfunctioned and left without water during this dry spell. Other than a very rare scale outbreak, Nellie R. Stevenson almost foolproof. Uh, it's had... Uh, but they get—they almost give no warning as they're getting too too dry. They do not wilt and they barely change colors, shifting from dull to olive branch. We water them again, but it's too often, and but too often they end up uh, turning completely brown. Wish I had better news. Now, uh, this this is true, especially true of uh, uh, newly planted. Hollies and uh, all shrubs of, of, of uh, during this heat, uh, during this uh, uh, dry weather or uh, hot weather, uh, and that's why we emphasize use of that uh, 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 sprinkler. Uh -huh. uh, what is it? Uh, tree hugger. Tree hugger. And I I use the little one, the uh -huh. smaller one. That's right. There are three sizes. Yeah, and uh, barely turn it on for several hours on the root ball of those trees. And uh, I would I would stick my finger by, down by them to see if they're moist or not, but my it would break my finger off in <laughs> that caliche soil. Oh, okay. So uh, it's it, you'd have to water. Turned up. You have to water the root ball, uh, right, in other words, right at the base of the tree, for two years. For two years. Oh, to get it established? Now, uh, Neil says every two days. Mm. And, uh, but you're not using a lot of water. I'm, I'm working on an article about, uh, you know, the sometimes the... Uh, the soil recommendation, especially if you're in uh, 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 number two drought stage or number three drought stage, we'll recommend drip irrigation. So my comment is, what is drip irrigation? Why can't we use our tree hugger sprinkler and and put it on uh, put Put the sprinkle on the, at a, about four, three to four inches of coming out right. the deal. Yeah, and that that be I do mine from the 
from the back patio because it's easy to turn on that deal and struggle around and turn on the control on the sprinkler. But either way, does well. And um, I do it every couple of days to my, especially my newly newly sprouted uh, citrus that made it through the cold weather. And I'm hoping that these new sprouts are the true, true my true satsumas. Uh, it, because I don't know if the Trace is going to get any more satsumas in. We're down on our citrus. Mm. And he gets, usually he gets an order in the, in the fall. But right now we got basically lemons. And uh, that improved mire. So, uh, but anything you plant, any tree you plant, any uh, perennial you plant that has a root ball, which most of them do, you got to keep you got to keep those balls wet, Milton. Don't you like to have your balls wet, oh, Milton? Have your phone number. I don't know. I don't. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We talked about cutting tree tree Christmas trees. You know what you do with Christmas. Yes, we trees. understand. Okay. All right. But anyway, you've got to keep that that root system wet until it can develop a root system out into the soil, because uh, it will not seek out water if the ground is hard and. Uh, so you have to basically water those plants, newly planted plants, just like you would the nursery, just like you nursery water. And almost any time out here, you can look around and see people watering these gallant yeah. containers. And basically that's what you water if you plant them now. You plant Uh... <laughs> Let's see. Somebody wrote in, and uh, uh, they said they have a white mallow planted next to a cherry red mallow. That's, uh, you know, uh, that's uh, happens quite often. One of the flowers on the white plant was half and half. Half red, half white. Huh. Is this a new plant, or did it just pick up some of the color from the darker bush? No, that doesn't happen, especially in in uh, streaks like that. Uh, Neil says, since it's growing on the white bush, it's still part of the white bush. That's right. And if it had... If it had picked up a change in color from the red plant via pollination, that would have happened in the next generation as the new plants germinated and grew from seed. This is a chance mutation known as a chimera where distinctly different plant tissues grow side by side. Look, Look at the grocery and you see red delicious apples where a very precise portion of the apple is darker red than the rest. In fact, uh, 
the true red uh, delicious apple is still alive. I'm pretty sure. I think it's in Missouri. But all the reds, uh, redder colored uh, cultivars or varieties come from mutations from that tree. Uh, so, uh, let's see. <laughs> but anyway, he said, uh, he said, there probably is a small section of the stem on which this flower grew that has this mutation. It's possible that you could propagate from that exact section and get more of these two-tone flowers if anyone ever wanted them, but I, I doubt if it would be easy. Now, that's interesting that he, Neil brings that up because there's a mutation that occurred on flare called peppermint flare. Mm -hmm. And it used to be available on the market. But, uh, in fact, one of their signs that's advertised in flare has an advertisement for peppermint flare. Right. Which I, I don't think is on the market anymore. But it's Greg, Greg has sent it all to all of private nurseries, and it can be ordered from a private nursery. And and he's given given the credit for proper finding. Oh, okay. But he found it, and as usual, called me to come get a cutting off of it, which I did. Grew for a year in the greenhouse and grew the cuttings that I rooted out and out of 12 rooted cuttings, about, um, I think it was four, came back as peppermint flares. Oh, Screech huh. in them. Peppermint syrup. Greg named it peppermint flare because it looks like a peppermint stick. Because he knew somebody named peppermint that had no, passed away. I, and I was surprised. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, it can it can be done, but I've seen a lot of that on hibiscus. Uh, All you have to do is cruise through uh, um, uh, Dorothy Weedy's yard, and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just uh, once a week, uh, and uh, you probably see all kinds of variations. <laughs> How can I deal? Neil got a question. How can I deal with an outbreak of moles? M-O-L-E-S. Oh. Those little devils that oh. tunnel all through the yard. I, they used to tear my mother's yard up in hmm. Tennessee. Well, they, you actually had soil there, though. Yeah, too. yeah. And, we, they and were, I imagine uh, you had some in East Minnesota, Texas. yeah. Oh, Minnesota. Yeah, but not... They don't freeze because they're underground. Yeah, they're <laughs> here. They're just... There's no, no future for them. They'd have to dig... <laughs> Two inches through the rock there. Yeah, there you go. They they have to have little miner's helmets on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and use the, know how to use dynamite. Uh, how can I, uh, let's see, moles are insectivores. Insectivores. Related to bats. I didn't huh, know that. I didn't know that either. Moles are generally found in cool, moist, and shaded soils that are populated by earthworms and grubworms. Uh, mostly volcanic, volcanic-shaped hills 
that are often made of clods of salt. Molds are best controlled using traps that are implanted into a depressed portion of the surface tunnel. As the molds push to reopen the tunnels, the traps are triggered. Now, my and, it's, and it's just like the, uh, <laughs> the gopher story. You, yeah. can, you can get caught up in doing battle with the molds. <laughs> and, yeah, don't bother me. I got mold damage <laughs> to fight with. Yeah. Now, I've had good luck with uh, uh, poison baits. They'll eat, eat that, too. So you open them out, and they're sold with, they used to be sold in uh, farm feed, feed and grain stores. What was the, what was the? Arsenic. Uh, yeah, but what was the, the thing that attracted them? The, it was in a, in a grain. It was grain? in a grain situation. Uh-huh. And they, <laughs> I, I first saw it, when I first saw it on uh Sounds like the, the making of a, a murder mystery. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the lid, lid, and I saw that the active ingredient was arsenic. I couldn't believe it. But uh, it was for molds. And, uh, well, just go, go through and uh, look at some Agatha yeah, Christie. Yeah, do, do with gophers. Mm, murder, murder I don't know mystery. if that's still on the market or not. I doubt it. I, I doubt it's, it's with arsenic. <laughs> But anyway, that's uh, yeah, those we, we, we would make, I'd make a little hole in the in the uh, in the run in the ho- in the uh, way he was traveling, and put it in the hollow area, and when he came back by, or she came back by, they couldn't resist that arsenic-treated uh, pellet, and would it would kill him. So. Uh, but not my grandmother that uh, lived years ago, <laughs> she had a trap, one of those steel traps that had prongs. Uh, is that the tra- tra- trap you're talking about? Uh, that had prongs, and you'd cock it. Oh, yeah. Okay. You'd cock it <laughs> and then put it where the, and press down the mound and put it where the press-down tunnel is in the, in the ground. And so when he would come by, come back to make the tunnel again, those sharp prongs would would catch him. And then you could make your wife a coat, a gopher coat. We got Lloyd on the line at 210 <laughs> Lord help us, right? Lloyd, help us at 210 <laughs> Hi, Lloyd. What's going on? Hey, uh, I, I planted some peppers in the spring, and the deer got to them twice oh. and stripped the foliage. <laughs> One time pretty early, the foliage came back, but about a week ago, they stripped the foliage again. The plants look okay. If I can keep the deer out, will they uh, will they still make peppers or is it getting too late for that? They ought to have they a good root system. Let's see, what is this? This, this is almost August. Yeah. yeah. Time to plant August. It's going to be close. Well, when did he plant them? In the spring? Well, they, he, he's had them a long time, except they just got stripped again with fo- oh, the deer took all the foliage off. The deer did? For the second time this season. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, I, I, you got to stop that deer eating <laughs> some way. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'll take you. Know, if they're in good soil and if the weather breaks, they're going to want to. 
put some blooms out yeah, and yeah. Uh, fruit out, but it's going to be close. Yeah. I would uh, fertilize them with uh, something like miracle Grow or rapid Grow. Well, we don't have rapid Grow anymore. Uh, miracle Grow or has to grow. Mere acid, yeah. Yeah, has to grow or wish it would grow. Either one of those. But every time you water, every time you water, slowly put the pour that around the root system. And you know why he's using that soluble fertilizer so you can get a fast. Yeah, it's very it's dilute, but it's right there, ready for action. Mm-hmm. And that 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 pepper plant's looking for nutrients right yeah. right now. Is is it a was it a hot pepper or bell pepper or what? Oh, I got all of them. I had a, the giant jalapenos and. Couple bell peppers. Uh, I, okay. I even had one of the uh, J Lo, what do you call it, J Lo peppers? Yeah, well, we, we still. <laughs> yeah, we still got some real grandy gold, which is a mild jalapeno-shaped pepper, and we've also well, got uh, a hot La Joe's, largest jalapeno on earth, and they're going to need some extra care. Just like your pepper is going to need some extra care, because make it so it's getting pretty late to plant them, really. So, uh, well, yeah. Would I be better off buying a new plant or just taking these and fertilizing them, since they've got a good root system? I, I think you'd be better off just keeping the ones you got, but or you could do a little experiment too. Yeah, yeah, that's all. But, but I think I think you're. You're going to be amazed at how fast those... Once it cools. They, they, yeah. yeah, they're, they're ready, they're ready for action. They've got a root system, like you said. Let us know yeah. how that turns out. Okay, I'll, I'll do that. Uh, thanks for your help. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you, you Lloyd. You take care. All right, that'll free up a line at 210-308-8867. We are going to take a break. While we do, give us a call. Give me a break. 210-308-8867. Here's your break right here on 930 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to Milton Burgers Garden in South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and I still have time for your calls at 210-308-8867. First, I want to tell you about deck and patio care. This is your tool for keeping that deck looking great or getting it looking great again. Or that patio, that pebble stone driveway, you want it to look like it did when it was new? Well, I got a clue for you, deckandpatiocare.com. Check out Barry Hagendorf's website. That's who can do it for you. Barry's been doing this since the mid-'80s, and he knows what he's doing. He does a great job. Uh, And you can see the jobs that he does by going to deckandpatiocare.com, deckandpatiocare.com. And you can see when he says it really can look new again, it really can look new again. Uh, He loves uh, stories about deck sealing and what to do and has studied this for a long time. So you're in good hands with Barry Hagendorf and Deck and Patio Uh Care, 210-822-9147, 210-822-9147. All right, our number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll free, it's 866-308-8867. 
What else you got there? That Cassandra that the lady's got carrying out in orange. It just yeah. keeps. Oh, there she is. Oh, there it is on that yeah. cart. They're pretty. Yeah, UTSA well, it orange. It amazes me that the, the, the display over there just stays the same size despite the fact that. We keep seeing people buy them. Buy them yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said, what is this? I guess it's a UT related thing. <laughs> well, that's. That's a lot of blooms on a plant. Uh, I will mention to people that if they're coming over to buy uh, my uh, 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 goes to Esperanza, uh, which uh, are on sale till till tomorrow, right? All through tomorrow. Yeah, the till yeah tomorrow's the last day of the sale. Yeah, the. Uh, the Esperanza, a heat and sun-loving shrub that explodes with blooms from spring until first frost. Available in Texas Superstar Gold Star and Bells of Fire, which is a gold star is the mama. Yeah. Works great in an accent planter or in co- a container. Number one values to twelve ninety nine. I didn't go and check the uh, tomatoes there, but I think there's still a few, few tomatoes, tomatoes uh, yeah. available over there too for somebody <laughs> that wants to uh, get going. But uh, rumor has it that there'll be one gallons available mm, yeah. this middle of the week. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to help her? Sure. She, she didn't want to be on the radio. Okay. Well, he'll he'll answer it for you. <laughs> Thank goodness you didn't ask her, Matthew, if she wanted to be on her radio. Oh, okay. She'd have taken off running. You would have forced her. <laughs> giving you the sign. Anyway, what my point is on these Esperanzas that they got for sale, only get the ones with blooms on them, a lot of blooms. Uh, as I walked in, that uh, Superstar Gold, Gold Star is uh, full of blooms. But there, because of that, there's fewer of those left. Yeah. Now the bells of fire is by the entrance. Mm-hmm. It is lots of. And it's spectacular, with uh, kind of uh, maroonish flowers or or something. Then Trey said they. They're they're right now they're orange and in the fall they become maroon. Yeah, they become blue. That's weird. But. Uh, He's got a lot of of bells of fire. I think that originated in uh, in uh, Oklahoma, in uh, Arizona. Yeah, I thought that's what you said yesterday. Yeah. And that, that Cassandra is on sale for uh, number three gallon pot, regular twenty four ninety nine. On sale, see, you put it at twelve eighty eight, uh-huh. which I can't do the math on. But are two for twenty dollars. There you go. I, you I can, can do. You the can math do the math on that. that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's ten dollars. If you get two, they're ten dollars a piece, and they're regularly twenty-five dollars a piece. Mm-hmm. That's a good savings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you hadn't got your roses yet, they're on. Yeah, the double the, knockouts. The, yeah, double red knockouts. My, that's my favorite. That double red. red. Knockout, perhaps the most adapted roses 
for South Texas. Now, adaptable. Now, when I read that, I said, that's a pretty bold statement. When you think of the antiques and all antique roses and all that stuff. But I thought about it. I think they're right. Yeah. Because they're pretty tough. <laughs> it it blooms more. It it's used as accent borders, hedges, and rose gardens. That's interesting that the knockout roses can be used in a rose garden. It, that is interesting. It is interesting. Well, you always mention uh, <laughs> these uh, um, restaurants, the fast food places that oh, you go yeah. to, and I see those planted like in in horrible situations oh, with yeah. nothing but exhaust and yeah. and uh, <laughs> but they they do great. I think McDonald's uses them. So. Yeah, heat, poor yeah. soil, exhaust. Yeah, and they're so just the land, the landscapers love them. Yeah, and. Uh, Number three, regularly $34.99, right at $35. Sale on sale for $28.88. Right. Or, or two for $50. There you go. So that's $25 a piece when they're regularly $34, uh, $35. But you have to buy that's two, a, that's at good, least two. Yeah, two for $50. Now, after you get two, yeah, if you buy three, if you buy three, they're still twenty five dollars each. Yeah, it's not. Let's be clear. The regular fifty. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if tr- people will come in here and part of that they were. I think Trace would have pulled you aside and said, "Let me explain something <laughs> to you." <bro." laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, uh, see that grackle on the ground right there. Yeah. See how he's brown? He's a young one. Oh, okay. Oh, he's going to go after the limes. He was out over there a while ago. Ah. Uh, sitting there, and he was, eat, he was eating them, pecking on them. So that's going to make people angry if they do have fruit left and fruit trees left. And they get all these spots on these damaged areas. That was done by that brown grackle. Yeah. But uh, they find they find citrus. Yeah, they. Yeah. And still got some fruit trees, peaches, pears, plums, and more. And Trace said, told me yesterday they still have my the best uh, blackberry that you can grow here. It's called Kiowa, named after the Indian tribe. And uh, so, and again. If you plant those, any fruit trees, you have to water the base of them every two days. Yeah. And uh, for well, we for do have a ten percent chance of rain though. Oh, really? After four o'clock today. Okay, I'll be out there naked waiting for it to happen. Yeah, is that the rain dance you're going to do for, yeah, for yeah, Evelyn? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yesterday, y'all were. Excited about the 10-inch graphite terracotta pot. Yeah, that's a good deal. Is that right out there in the front? Yeah. A big pile of them out there? It's the the gray ones? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, 10-inch pot regularly $12.99 or $13. On sale for $288. Yeah. That's a good deal. Yep. 
are four for ten dollars. Right, two fifty each if you get four, at least four. So if you get five, they're still two fifty each. Wait a minute. Four for ten dollars. Right. So you get five. They're how much? They're also two fifty each. They're twelve fifty for five. Oh. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm confused. That's okay, and I'm a liberal arts major, so uh, this, this is... Like the little boy that dropped his gum in the chicken coop. Oh. got to be a farm boy to understand that Probably, yes. Uh, and then a window planter pot works great for adding a pop of color or starting a small herb garden. That's right. Yeah, that would be perfect for that. They've got a mint out there. I was looking for catnip. Hmm. Because uh, I got cats on the back patio. Uh, last year, when it came in, uh, I planted some so Jeremy could see if the cats ate it. They ate that stucker to the ground. Oh, I don't doubt it. They, they love catnip. But I didn't see any catnip out there. Uh, it's an 11-inch window box planter, regularly twelve ninety nine, on sale for three eighty eight. Are three for ten dollars. So you go three, ten dollars divided by three, or each one of them. Is each one of them ten dollars? No. You're getting three for ten. Okay. Three three for ten. So that's uh, three dollars? You can do this. No. <laughs> I think it's three thirty three each. Three thirty-three, except one of them is going to be three thirty-four. Oh, okay, okay. I'm glad we got that straight. I don't know. The <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I'm. I'm not sure either one of us needs to be doing math. Uh, so, uh, upcoming events. Yeah, Millburgers Blood Drive. Blood Drive on the sixth, I think. August sixth, ten. It's till two weeks p.m. Two weeks from yesterday. Okay. And then uh, uh, David Rodriguez will be talking about warm weather vegetables, part one, on August 20th, 10 to 1130. Yep. Now, right. why, is he, why is he talking about warm weather vegetables in August? Ask Trace. Trace, <laughs> Trace explained it to us. All right, we're going <laughs> to... We are going to, because he's going to talk about cool weather vegetables the month after that. That's right, on the 10th. Right. We're going to say goodbye for today. Thanks to Al doing a great job. Thanks to the docs. And, of course, thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. This is Millburgers Gardening South Texas. See you next week on 930 AM, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.